Hey Doc, this episode you're about to listen to was first featured on my vlog, but it was so, so good that I had to bring it back to you. Enjoy the episode. And welcome. This is your money coach, Money Feed MD. Thank you guys for watching and coming to another episode. This is where we talk about finances and really, really helping women physicians to become more financially confident so that they can live life and manage their money on their own terms. So today I'm going to be talking about interesting topic. I say that a lot. I know. Excuse me, forgive me, but it is interesting. So we're talking about hoarding money. Money hoarders here. I know, right? Some of us don't even know that word exists. So a lot of times we watch the show, The Hoarders, about the people that have a ton of stuff in their house, their houses are overcrowded. And we leave the show going, oh my goodness, this is miserable, right? I mean, thank God I'm not one of those people. But what I found is that some of us may not be hoarding things or may not be hoarding. I mean, some of us do hoard things, but in general, people may not hoard things. But there's some of us that hoard money, right? And those are people that are oversavers. You oversave in cash, especially. Your money is sitting down in an account and you don't want to touch it because, well, you don't want to touch it. If that's you, then I want you to stay tuned because this one is for you. I mean, you know, I believe in conscious spending, which is where you're cutting costs on things that don't add value, but then you're spending well on things that do add value to your life. But if you're someone that like hoards money, hoards cash, you know, you may spend a little bit, but you're not spending as much as you should be spending. You may not be investing as much as you should be investing. You may not be taking care of your debt as you should be taking care of your debt. In fact, I was speaking with someone recently, a client of mine, and the thing that was coming up for her was that she wanted to have cash sitting down in her bank account of multiple six figures. That just made her feel like, she would be okay if anything was to happen. And when we really sat down and like talked about it, what I found was that a lot of it was based on fear because she also had student loans that she was not paying down. She was paying the minimum payment every month or maybe a little bit extra. So she was paying interest on her student loans, but she also wasn't using her cash. She wasn't investing her cash. And it was just sitting down, not even in a high interest generating account, but in a checking account. Checking account where you make like five cents per year. It's, it's crazy, right? And what I want people to realize is that when we have cash, it's good to have cash, but having too much cash, excuse me, can also be a problem because as every year we have inflation is about 2%. So if your money is really sitting down somewhere where it's not making at least 2% a year, you're losing money by just having that cash in there. So today we're going to be talking about how to identify whether you are a hoarder, why this is a problem and some steps that you can take to help you treat the hoarding issue. So how do you know that you're a hoarder? Number one, you have a lot of cash sitting down in your bank account with no clear goals. It's just sitting down there. Uh, well, because it's good to have cash or in case of the apocalypse, because, well, you know, you don't want to not have cash or because you tell yourself that cash is king. I mean, I believe that cash has value, right? However, at some point, too much cash becomes more of a bondage and not king. It becomes more of a slave, right? Number two is you have debt that you are not creating a plan for, and you're paying interest on this debt while you have money sitting down in cash that's making little to nothing for you. And then number three, you're someone that the idea of actually investing money or investing your cash 
is giving you fear because you don't want to lose your money. So you just let it sit down there. The question now is, why is this a problem? Why is it a problem that you have so much cash sitting down? Number one is you're so focused on saving money that you're not sitting down and smelling the roses. You're not taking a deep breath. You're not actually enjoying your money. You're not living consciously. You're not spending. And when you spend, you have guilt. This actually reminds me of something that I read recently. It was um was it a blog? Yeah, it was a blog. There's a satire blog called Goma Blog, which I find really, really funny. And they had a post about uh, the Y Code Investor, was, which is a new, big name in the physician financial space. And it was about the fact that his wife, this is all satire, so it's not real, about the fact that his wife left him for a man that took her to Applebee's and let her order whatever she wanted on the menu, including dessert. And their bill came up to $18 for her, and he didn't complain, and she left her husband because of him. And when she was last seen walking into another restaurant, like a chain restaurant. <laughs> but the point is that there is a balance, right? You cannot just save, 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 and not find joy in the things that you're spending time with, the things that you're spending money on. Number two is, like I mentioned earlier, anytime you have money sitting down in your bank account, checking account and making nothing, you are losing money, right? Because again, inflation is 2% per year. So if your money is not making that, you are losing money. And when I say this, so, you know, it's good to have your emergency funds and you don't always have to have your emergency funds invested. In fact, it's best not to. And you may not be making 2% interest on your emergency funds, but the emergency funds are not necessarily meant to be made money off of. So that's okay, but I'm talking about your non-emergency funds, okay? Number three is you're paying interest on your debt. Even if your debt is 3%, it's still interest that you're paying while you're making zero in your checking account. So you're losing money by the debt that you have and not taking care of. And the opposite is true, right? You also, some people have tachycardia when it comes to investing money, right? So if you're invest, if you're not investing money, you're losing money that you could be making on investment. So you're not just losing money from not making any interest in your checking account. You're losing money by paying interest in your debt, but you're also losing money by not investing your money. So if this is you, the first step is I want you to acknowledge that this is a problem. And it's not like this is something pathological that cannot be improved. I tr promise you, I've worked with people that are oversavers and we've been able to figure out how to actually help them use their money in a way that takes care of their essentials we work on their fear and we have them be in this place where they're ready to invest their money into things that actually will help them not lose money, right? So what are some things you can do? Number one step is this. Keep in mind that for a lot of people, this is based on fear. So I want you to be objective and ask yourself, if I lose my income, if I had no source of income, how long would it actually take me to get another source of income? right? If for you, that's three months, six months, then you want to make sure that you have your emergency funds that covers that. That's number one. Number two is what exactly is your emergency funds? I've talked about that in other videos. That's your rainy day funds. That's what you use to cover if something was to happen. And in general, people talk about having three to six months in the COVID era. Six months is safe. Some people are doing 12 months, but really be objective and ask yourself, how long would it take for me to get another source of income if my primary source of income was to, was to be depleted or I lost my job? Okay. Number three is I want you to come up with goals for your money. So what goals can you have? 
Do you want to travel? Do you want to give? Do you want to spend? How much do you want to spend on the things that give you joy, like vacation, like food, like travel, right? When do you want to retire? I want you to actually sit down and write down those goals. Because when you sit down and you write those goals and write down what you actually need to achieve those goals, then you realize the fact that you are being hypervigilant. And this is the best analogy I can give to this is relative to food is you could be someone that has anorexia or other health or severe eating disorders, but you could also be someone that overeats, right? So they're both extreme and that can happen with money. The next thing I want you to think about is find ways to put your cash to work. So that emergency money that you have, the emergency funds you have, doesn't have to sit down on a checking account. Can you have it in a high interest generating savings account? Can you have it in like a money market, whether that's just a money market account or money market fund? Do I need to figure out how to actually invest this into things that will actually make me money? Because... When I hold on to money, because I don't want to lose it, then I don't invest the money and I end up losing money. Does that make sense to you? So those are some tips that I have for you. And if you're one of those people, just remember there is hope. I have coached many people that have had the same issues and we've been able to get to a place that's healthy for them where they actually define their relationship and improve their relationship to, with money. So I'm excited for you. And if you're like, I've listened and I'm still struggling with this, let me know. I would love to help you in this journey to figure out how you can develop a better relationship with money so you can spend guilt-free, can enjoy the money you have, and actually have more money. Have a good rest of the week and bye-bye. Hey, Doc. Do you want to have money left at the end of the month? You definitely want to check out our free video series on how to have money left, aka how to cash flow. It will change your money game. To get access, I want you to check out the link www.moneyfitmd.com forward slash cash flow. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.